welcome to another Scots Way podcast. And today I'm with uh, Jonathan Svenard, the new artistic director of Scottish Opera Young Company. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Alistair. Um, so, I think first of all, can you tell us about uh, the Young Company and your role in it? So, I took over the Young Company this year. It was formerly known as Connect. Um, the programme has been running for about 10 years. And this is our 11th year. We decided to rebrand, so now known as the Young Company. It's effectively doing the same thing. It's a chance for young classical um, opera in uh, opera singers or young singers who are interested in opera and the stage to develop their stagecraft, to develop their singing ability, and generally to experience what we do behind the scenes here and star in their own production. So we, we give them a parallel experience to what our professionals are doing. We, we give them singing lessons and uh, we work with them one-to-one and as groups on their movement, on their acting, all building to a production in the Easter holidays. And is that done in this building here, or in your Scottish, the home of Scottish Opera? Yep, we rehearse here in Elmbank in this fantastic building, which used to be part of the ship industry here. Yeah, in, and uh, the building. Yeah. And I, when I was going, that building is it? Absolutely, you know, yeah. The, the the large marble staircase leads up to our rehearsal room, so the young people really get a sense of what it's like to rehearse in our facilities as well, yeah. um, with our staff, and it's always eye-opening to see how they develop, particularly the new ones who come in. Our age range uh, starts at 17 and goes up into the early 20s. And some singers have been with us for up to five, six years. And it's amazing to see how they develop. And then each year, a new cohort come in uh, to whom we teach the same skills. So it's a fantastic programme. And it is production-based. I mean, our focus is the the performance we put on in Easter. Mm -hmm. But through that, we teach all sorts of things about stagecraft. And many of them go on to study singing, uh, conservatoire. Many of them also have totally normal jobs. And we take people from all backgrounds. So a real cross-section of, yeah. So how do people connect with it? Because I think some people, maybe that would be of real interest to them, but they just maybe don't know how to kind of get involved sure we we have two strands actually we've got a training strand so from 14 to 17 year olds it's called the gateway strand uh, it runs on sunday mornings and that's free for anybody with an interest in singing and theater to come and participate in there's no audition you just have to apply online and details are on the website and then the main company is 17 to early 20s. For that, there's an audition process. We've just finished our auditions actually this year. Um, had 30 really strong applications from singers across the country who applied and came and did some workshops with us and then sang two solo numbers in their auditions. So there is a, an expectation that you've got the confidence to do that. Sure, sure. But at the same time, we're there for people who maybe didn't think that this is what they wanted to do, who've maybe sung in choir at school mm-hmm. or with NICOS and actually want to do that now on the stage we're there to give that training so we're not looking for the finished article we're looking sure. for people with a passion for theatre um, and then of course the other way we connect is by people coming to watch our performances yeah so and then I guess perhaps that's been a challenge anyways to get people younger people to come um, and, and be involved with Scottish Opera or, or any opera to we're very, very lucky. We have a world-class education department here, yeah, yeah. and uh, they touch uh, students and young people with the wonderful art of opera throughout the country, be that the primary school tour or even our smaller shows that go around yeah. to the Highlands and whatnot. Um, this programme, though, is 
is our training program for people who are interested in actually doing it and I like to think that we actually have a pretty good cross-section of, of, of Scotland and, and Scotland's talent who come here. And it's really important, particularly for boys. You know, when your voice breaks as a guy, just a 13, yeah, 14, that. Yeah, it, it, you might have been singing in choir. And actually, there's changing voices at Nykos, and that's a fantastic thing. But it's great to keep guys singing, because in my experience, if they stop around the age of 14, it's hard to get them going again at 18. Yeah, so that's also part of the motivation behind our gateway programme, is to give a place for gents who are working out now how their bass or tenor voice works you know to experiment with that and and you mentioned theatre there and I think sometimes when people think of opera the first thing that brings to mind is the music and the singing because that's almost opera singing is the definition in itself but the theatrical aspects I think are really interesting particularly having seen some of your productions recently um, they're really of the highest standard we are very lucky to have a company of the scale and uh, and talent that we have here in Scotland, we attract some wonderful soloists. The other nice thing for our young people is that they feel part of our main company. We had uh, 15 of our ladies singing in the concert performance of Edgar mm-hmm. back in October, along with the professional chorus and the professional orchestra, getting a real sense of what it's like. Um, we also actively encourage all our members to go and see our main house productions yeah, um, because that's an important follow through for us uh, but we're very very blessed up here in Scotland to make opera at this level yeah. and this programme is just another part of that I mean it sounds like an amazing um, opportunity you said that you're all focused to production in, in Easter and where, where does that happen so we perform in various different venues each year mm-hmm. uh, our performance of Orfeo this year is happening in Greenock at the Beacon okay, Arts yeah. Centre uh, which is a lovely space and it's great to be in a, in a proscenium arch theatre but last year we used galvanisers uh, out near Partick which was a different experience like a studio space black box space and we like to mix it up a bit because actually in the business you do perform in different areas and in different challenges of different spaces so yeah we get around as it were (laughs) and I think that's really important because um, when I started um, to go to opera and review opera um, my thought was it's got a home and it's in Glasgow it's the Theatre Royal and I didn't really think of it going outside of that I mean I knew National Theatre of Scotland did that kind of thing but I didn't know that Scottish Opera did and as soon was you know my views changed on that when you have the um, the review shows which as you say go around the highlands and islands and the smaller areas um, in, in Scotland's the kind of town halls and, and city halls as well I've been very lucky because I've musically directed two of those mm-hmm. touring opera highlight shows and it really was a blessing I mean I've just never had so much fun in my whole life and taking this wonderful high quality product out to people in the country who wouldn't necessarily have access to it or would have to travel for hours to get down to Inverness or uh, Aberdeen which is the two northerly venues that we take our main shows to um, but it's very important you know, for a company that receives such a large chunk of funding from the, the government here that we don't just focus on the central belt yeah. and I think the company strikes absolutely the right balance yeah. between what we offer in the main cities and what we take to the public um, yeah. but even in the cities you take it to places that normally perhaps wouldn't get it I've absolutely, seen uh, yeah. highlights in Easter House I've seen the Cumbernauld most recently mm-hmm. uh, and in the south side of Glasgow as, as well um, and I think just taking them to venues where people I think there's still for some people uh, um, 
they've got to overcome going into a big proscenium arts. Absolutely, theater, you know, there's a sort of mystique about it. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's it's not dissimilar to the feeling if you haven't been raised going to church of stepping into a building like that. You're not sure what the customs are. You're not sure yeah. whether you belong there. We're trying our absolute hardest to, to you know to fight those barriers down because the theatre is for everyone. Yeah. And just because a lot of the pieces we're doing were written hundreds of years ago doesn't mean they're not relevant now. If anything, we discover every time we work on a piece how relevant theatre is and how relevant opera still is. Well, what I would say, the, the, the reaction in the rooms for the Highlights Tour is that people are blown away by this, the people on stage because, you know, it's the highest quality of singing and playing and all of that stuff. But also, you can see the recognition of pieces that perhaps people don't think of even as opera pieces they just think of them as pieces of popular music and go oh I remember that was in that film or that was a part of that something like that and it really does I think bring in new audiences and so true so true and the other thing about the highlights tour specifically is that experience of being up close with the singers because actually in a big yeah, theatre exactly you, you can see it's impressive but when you're very very close in a small space to an opera singer you realise actually what an amazing physical achievement almost a miracle it is that these vocal cords that are about the size of 20 pence piece can, <laughs> can, can create a sound that can fill a huge auditorium oh that's so yeah. true I've seen people sitting in the front row yes that's right looking at like the hairdryers <laughs> <laughs> so, um, talk a little bit about your role in this now. I mean, what is it that you are doing? It sounds like a lot going on to, to look after. There are, the job comes in diff- different sorts of categories. I mean, basically, our young company work is run over 10 weekends between September to April. So they come once every fortnight or so and they run Friday to Sunday. Those are workshops, rehearsals. I can be doing anything from playing drama games with them to setting them tasks, historical tasks to rehearse, the, uh, to understand the pieces that we're doing, or just simply doing musical rehearsal or working with the director. Then behind the scenes, uh, myself and the head of education, Jane Davison, work on the overall strategy for the company on our future repertoire. I said we've just completed our audition process. So there's a whole other artistic planning side of the job, which I also really really enjoy Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm very lucky to be doing it and I feel that especially this week seeing now just six days before our first opening night how far the young company members this year have come with this production and I just said to the pianist upstairs actually it's so nice after rehearsing for six months and being banging on about the same musical thing saying that we must do it this way uh, trust me to actually feel they've really taken those notes on board and I feel like a conductor I can let go I can let them perform now because it's so well rehearsed and that's a really wonderful feeling because often in this business we have very short rehearsal times but this is a nice long process which allows the young people time to grow it's, it's almost like doing um, a couple of a, a like a theatre um, degree almost you're giving them that length of time if they were doing this at the conservatoire you said I mean, six months is just about as long as you could get almost for a year absolutely and the the gaps between the weekends are as important as the weekends themselves because yeah. things things percolate. Sure. We were also lucky to have a wonderful vocal teacher, Pat McMahon, working with us, who comes in and works with the singers one to one. And I also meet with them one to one through the year and say, "Look, how is your singing going? How are you finding this year?" Uh, because although they form a wonderful chorus, I, I'm aware there are individual talents and individual needs and desires, and it's been interesting getting to know what they all want to do. Um, and, and does that change as they learn more? You know, if, if someone comes in and thinks, well, I think this is what I want to do, 
and then you offer them uh, something that they maybe hadn't thought of, and then go, oh, actually, this is the area that we want to go. Absolutely. We were very lucky this year. We, we, we took a, a singer this year, Amazzo, who'd done a lot of musical theatre, and who was quite sure musical theatre was her thing. But we heard her voice at audition and thought, wow, that is a real interest, interesting instrument, potentially very talented for opera, for classical singing. She had a first couple of weekends with us and then was encouraged by our teacher, Pat, to apply for conservatoire to study classical wow. singing, something she, something she had not thought herself capable of. And she's got a place to go and study at one of the UK's major conservatoires from next year. And it's just nice to know that you've made a, a difference. When someone's reached a crossroads in what they think they want to do, you've just shown them another direction that they're capable of. I think that kind of shows exactly what I tried to, to say to people, is that if you think opera's not for you, there might be all reasons that you think that, some kind of prejudices that you believe, well, it's, it's for those people over there, not for me. And actually, when you go and you see them, and it sounds like what's happened there is someone who said, well, I can do this, this is my thing, I can't go that next step. Well, why not? I mean, you know, Absolutely. If, if it's if it's for you, you'll find something that will suit you. It's all theatre. You know, next year we're doing um, sometimes Merrily We Roll Along, so mm -hmm. musical theatre, but sometimes for me very much exists on this cusp where you can perform it classically and you can sing it operatically almost, or you can sing it in a, in a poppy, more musical theatre style. At the end of the day, it's all still theatre. And the skills that we teach are the same, whatever the repertoire is. So, yeah, I think it's very important not to pigeonhole the art form yeah. um, because it's so varied. And actually Absolutely. asking someone to define opera is an incredibly difficult thing to do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I think... Um, for instance, just in, in the last year, I saw um, Pagliacci at the, in Paisley. Absolutely. Which incredible. Mm -hmm. And really was for everyone. And was almost like a, a community-aimed um, piece, because I know there was people from the community involved in it. And then you've, you've also got your bigger productions like Eugenia Onegin and recently Katya Kapavova. Cabanova. Cabanova. Or Cabanova, depending on what your check coach says. Yeah. <laughs> My check's not so good. That's all right, we'll forgive you, Alistair. It was, yeah. it was uh, an astonishing um, production. A wonderful production, yeah. But then I also noticed that you've got, you know, in, in Edinburgh this year, you've got the Fox Talk set up, which is literally the kids getting the kids as young as possible. Yeah. I don't know if you've been involved in that, but I'm trying to think what did that involves. I haven't been involved in Foxtop, but I, I'm lucky to be friends with a composer who also wrote Bambino, our wonderfully uh, successful yes. baby opera. Yes. And theatre and life, and that starts when life starts. And really interestingly, actually, I think when you catch audiences younger, they often are struck by opera in a way that maybe as a young adult we're not, because in some ways the mind is more open. When you're yeah. when you're still in school, you yeah. know, you're open to all sorts of things. It's only when somebody tells you that opera is not something maybe for you that mm -hmm. you start to build a prejudice against it. And yeah. until that moment, uh, every every young person is as open as anybody else to experiencing the art form. Well, it's like you said, if someone stops singing for whatever reason in their teens, then they might not start up again mm -hmm. because the that those ideas are often formed in the teens when you're pre-teen you don't yep. have those kind of worries about what someone might think of me or not at all not at all it's so true yeah um i also noticed that in in this year talking about doing something completely different this really jumped out to me a, a production of breaking the waves mm. now for those listening and there'll be a few because we've, we've reviewed various scottish films over the years it's Lars von Trier's breaking the waves iconic it's iconic. I just totally, can't wait to see it. Totally it's iconic. Great. Yeah, the score and the score is is uh, is very exciting. It's just arrived in our library, and 
uh, I think it's going to be quite a quite something but I can't say much about no, it no I, 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 I understand that it is on your website it is on the website yes yeah, it's yeah. okay you'll find to yeah, announce it um, and that's the end of this that's right this, yeah that's yeah, the festival yeah. Yeah. yeah so in terms of um, Young Company once uh, the next production is done what's your plans going forward good very good question we we finish at the end of this week mm-hmm. because exams get in the way for many of our young members so cool. Easter is our performance um, time and then we effectively have four months off but behind the scenes I'm beavering away looking at the next score working out how we're going to do it meeting with uh, the head of education talking about teams and then getting together eventually with whoever's going to direct it and design it to discuss how we might achieve uh, this piece uh, The Sondheim Merrily is a wonderful exciting piece of theatre it's about young people it's about aspirations and for those of you that don't know Merrily the, the big conceit is that you meet the characters at the high point of their success in their 30s and as the story runs they get younger and you go back in time yeah. and you end at the end of the piece with the main characters about the age of the group we have here and it's basically about the hopes and dreams of young people and I can't think of a more appropriate piece for a group of young artists to do than our lot upstairs so we're looking forward to tackling that I'm excited about that just hearing it that sounds amazing Um, Jonathan thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day uh, to talk to us it's a real pleasure a total pleasure thanks so much for having me and we'll be back soon with somebody completely different cheers Thank you.